Brad Stevens here for another edition of the Herald and Brad Windy City Filmmakers Podcast in the house. HD, what's going on, brother? What up? What up? What up? <laughs> and you can call me H every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have a very special guest in the house. The stoop, super talented Tracy Bonner's in the house. What's going on? What's up, everybody? Thank you for having me, guys. No, thanks for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Right, right. So the first question we always ask people is, what is your connection to Chicago and what kind of art do you create? Oh, that's a great question. Well, <laughs> my connection to Chicago runs deep. I went to the theater school at DePaul University, got my master's there in acting. And then I joined this, this black theater company called Congo Square. Yes, 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 yes. Square. And they helped to jumpstart my theater career. So shouts out to them um, for just really giving me an opportunity. Um, back then, way back then, a lot of black <laughs> actors weren't on a lot of our stages. Right. And so being a part of a, a black theater company that created works for us, by us, that for me was it's like being in a fraternity, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, I got chosen to be a part of this organization that really is dedicated to black arts. Um, and what was the end, the last part of the question? Uh, Why, what, what, what kind of art do you create? You know, I would like to say that I create art that serves other people. Yes. Um, now that I am doing more TV and film and have transitioned into um, self-tape uh, business owner, I like to, to impart gems and wisdom to my clients. So for me, I want to be a creator that serves others to help them be better. Yeah. So you said you you do you have a self tape business? Yeah, it's called Get Book Taping Service. Nice. It's so crazy. You know how it is in Chicago. I was like self tape. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my agent was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to learn how to do this." This was back in 2015. And I was like, well, why can't I just come into the office? That's what I'm used to doing in right. Chicago. Like, why can't we do that? Or I'm used to going in. Why can't I go into the audition? And she was like, honey, we're in a different market. That is not how we do it here. You might occasionally go to an audition in-house, but you're going to have to get used to this. And I did it kicking and screaming. I was terrible at it. I didn't understand the lighting. I didn't understand the editing. And back in 2016, I said, you know what? I this is this is the way of the world here in the Atlanta market. I've got to get better at this if I want to work. And so I committed to learning about lights and sound and editing and what apps I need to use. 
And then my friends started saying, hey, can you take me? And then I was doing it all the time. And I was like, I should be getting paid for this. <laughs> right? No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I should be getting paid. And I didn't want to charge actors because I don't believe actors should be paying for auditions. I, I just don't believe that. But it is a time that I'm dedicating, a service that I'm giving to other people. For sure. And I do what other people don't necessarily do. These taping services, they'll just, okay, you from 7 to 7.30 and get you in and out. I actually coach the session. So I'll watch your audition and I'll give you notes and direct you, help to tweak it a little bit. Um, And so, and then I edit and then I'll submit it for you. So I'm a one-stop shop. I was a lot like this the same way. I, I, I self tapes drove me up the wall, and it was no excuse because as a filmmaker, I have a black magic pocket camera, have my editing equipment. Yeah, but, you ain't got no excuse. Right, man. right. And the one excuse I had was that living in my apartment, I didn't really have any wall space. I was like, man, well, I don't have like, like a blank wall. And then, like uh, last year or so, my friend from my theater troupe, I purchased a backdrop of two lights from her. Uh, for two hundred dollars, that was like a bargain. <laughs> bargain. <laughs> so that was like knocking it all out. But like it was like little things like that. Man, I don't got no wall space, right? And I was like, like you, I was more comfortable just going in, knocking it out. So part of it was also breaking out of my comfort zone, right, and challenging myself to do something new. Oddly enough. Talking about comfort zone, you know, you two guys know how to edit and that's something that I've been saying to myself for like 20 years I need to learn how to edit and it's so so important now right now to be able to do it so I, you, I'm motivated I'm gonna learn how to edit Get on, man. Look, let me tell you it'll change your life no question you, I, I'm up to three and four in the morning trying to get this thing right because right. It, it's become a passion of mine and now with voiceovers, um, I've had to get new software for that. And I turned my closet into a booth. I'm, I'm editing out the catch breaths. And I'm nice. like, oh, shoot, I'm about to be the, right. I'm the producer. <laughs> it, just, it really has become a new passion. So I do challenge all of y'all out there, learn how to edit. I mean, because and I've learned how to find my own clips now. You know, I'll cut everybody out. I can do it on my own. I don't have no money to be paying folks for clips and things like that. I know, right? You know what? That's well. Two questions. Well, number one, what 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 editing equipment do you use? I use a couple different things. I use okay. iMovie. Okay, nice. And now the iPhone 11 Pro Max, y'all, that edits everything. It takes out your, uh, reduces your sound, background noise. Um, You can edit inside of the, that app. And I also use Video Shop. It's this app I found. (laughs) The reason why I'm whispering is because I'm doing a workshop about, you know, a self-tape on August 24th. So I don't want everybody to know. Nice, nice. It is so dope. You can add transitions, music, you can add titles, all kinds of stuff. And so those are the three that I use. A lot of people like GarageBand. Right. Um, For voiceover, I love Audacity. 
Nice. I use that and I have Source Connect. Right. Um, so I can connect and patch in with other studios. That's the thing. That's what's up. That's a whole new career. It sounds like that editing. I'll tell you. It is. Got to be done, though. Yep. <laughs> right. You know, and, and the next question is, it may, it may sound weird, but how do you get copies of your work? I, I did an episode of Chicago PD a couple years ago. It was like I was on a mission to the ends of the earth to try to get footage <laughs> to put on my reel, right? Uh, okay, so yes. Um, I go to this guy named um, Eugene Russell out here in Atlanta. He has a editing company called Real Works Creative and right. he normally just I'm like hey from minute 1.6 to 1.16 can you g- give me that clip or whatever but then I started uh, getting these apps streaming apps wherever the show was on and I screen I screen record on my Mac okay I record on my Mac, man. It's, nice. I'm telling you. But there are other apps that people use to pull right. up good quality footage for you. Uh, but yeah, I just screen record on my... Just Google screen record on whatever <laughs> device you use. Yeah, yeah, man. And it'll, it'll show you how to do it. You know, you pop up on a lot of shows. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, the, the last one was uh, that I'm looking at in my mind is Queen Sugar. When you were that council person or whatever that character was, you were standing out there giving that speech. I was like, oh, it was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you have such a strong presence, too, you know, just commanding. Like, you're going to you're gonna look at me and you're going to listen to me and you're going to pay attention and you're going to feel something. And so that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those those roles can be intimidating because they're very small. Right. And you know, they say, no, there's no small role. Just small actors. Yeah, right. (laughs) When you come from where we come from, Chicago, doing theater, where you're giving given more opportunity to build and develop a character. You're like, I got one scene. I have this one opportunity to give of myself to this character and to this show. And so you just, it it can be intimidating because those folks have built a rapport with one another. You come on set and hair and makeup might not even speak to you, you know? (laughs) So your day might start off with, oh God, ain't nobody speaking to me. Now I really put, I got to get my stuff together. You know, I tell myself every time I walk on set, I belong here too. No doubt. Yes, you do. That's right. You know, I don't care how how uh, short the scene is. I still belong here. And so I have to approach it like I do theater. You know, you're going to respect me. You're going to see the craft in this one scene. If that's all yeah. I got. That's all I have to give. No question. So, yeah, I'm going to pour it out. All on the, what they say, leave it on the stage. Leave it right? on the stage. So I'm going to leave it on the Bring stage. Bring the fuck. You know what's funny? Like I saw this interview with uh, Vi- Viola Davis a couple years ago, and she was saying how when she when she was first starting out, 
he was always getting cast as the best friend, always being cast as the black woman, the black person who has all the stage advice, right? And she was saying she liked playing these characters that are flawed, like human beings, that may do things that the audience may not expect them to do or may not like you know, do things the audience may not like them to do, whatever the case may be. So have you experienced uh, similar experiences as a, young, as a young black woman? And are there any characters that you would really love to embody uh, as, as an actor? I wish I was young. <laughs> you're young, you're young. Tell that to my knees. <laughs> right. Yes, I, I have experienced that, but I experienced that when I was younger because I don't necessarily give off ingenue and ingenue spirit anyway. So I do understand where she's coming from. I read older. I I have my ancestors in me, so I have like this old school anyway. Yeah. So I, I've always been like the sassy friend. Right. Or, the neighbor or, you know, those were, or now, like uh, Harold was saying, the councilwoman. Yeah. I will play the counselor, the teacher. Um, and so I, I can identify with her in the sense of I'm not, I haven't yet had an opportunity to, to have a character who has a full life. Right. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm very close. With Checks Sweet in the mail. Checks in the mail. Okay, with Sweet Magnolias, I'm almost there because I play a pastor. But even then, I'm still get, just giving that advice. You don't right. know much about her backstory or you don't know if she's married or if she has kids. You don't know any of that. So I'm almost there, though. So, so do you, they'll potentially expand that for you. I hope so. We got renewed for a second season, but okay. you know, I'm not a main character, so right. we'll we'll have to see. And, and let, I'm gonna say this real quick. I was just watching uh, uh, Queen. No, 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 no. The Greenleafs. Uh, the finale last night. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, uh, I watched. Uh, uh, what's that girl named? The mother. Uh, Oh, God. Lynn Whitfield. Lynn Whitfield. I was watching her at the very end give that sermon. I started crying and saying, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, give and, her an Emmy. But that's Lynn Whitfield, though. Yeah. Right, right, right. True, she'll, true. She'll make you do that. I remember seeing her in Women of Brewster Place. Right. Back in 1986, 87, whenever that was, as a kid, feeling drawn to her. So no that's, question. That's her. She ah. is. Powerful. I mean, a powerful, she's a powerhouse and just beautiful. She radiates beauty and not necessarily physically. She's physically beautiful, but right. it's just something else she has too. Yeah, it's otherworldly. And, yeah. and because when she was doing a sermon, she was using her hands and, you know, conjuring and all of this stuff right. in, the, in the name of religion, you know. And I was like, wow, look at that performance. Yes. And I felt, I said, like I said, I said, thank you, Jesus. You know, I was there. I was like, oh my God. That's how I, you know, I have to approach my character too. I'm, let me go watch this this finale so I can steal some. some <laughs> yeah, no steal from the best. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Now, you, but roles yeah. that I would want to play, you know, I was, Derek Sanders, uh, founding artistic director of Congo Square, asked me that the other day, and I was like, Vera, I guess I would like to play Vera, but I feel like I'm too old now to play some of the roles that I would have liked. And honestly, I've been blessed to play some pretty dope 
have some pretty dope opportunities in theater. No now, question. TV and film, hmm, I don't know. I, I would love, honestly, I would love to be on a sitcom. Um, I love situational comedy. Right. Um, Three's Company is one of my favorites. <laughs> I love Jeff- Three's Company, yeah. Oh my God, the Jeffersons and um, <laughs> Golden Girls, like those were classic, well-written, like, Shows and I just discovered happily dis um, happily divorced with Fran right. Drescher and um, Tashina Arnold and I was like, this is old school right. situational comedy. I want to do that. I want to be on something like that or a, a show called Love Is that got canceled after the first season. Uh, Mara Brock Akil uh, was one of the executive producers and writers on that show. That was a dope show. I would yeah. love to be a love. I would love to have a love interest. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I was telling, uh, <laughs> I was talking to some folks over at, at the theater school, and I was like, I never got an opportunity to be in love here. Right. You never gave me an opportunity to have a, a, a soulmate or a, a husband or anything like that. And so that, that kind of scarred me for a while. Ah, no doubt. In, yeah. in theater, it gave me an opportunity to be uh, a wife and a mother. Those are right. two things that I've always desired for my life that I don't have, but theater and acting has given me, has gifted me. So. Oh la la. Yeah.